Welcome to the Cigar Dave Show. If you'd like to join the alpha male conversational maneuvers, call me during the live show, Saturdays, 12 noon to 2 p.m. Eastern Time at 877-DAVE-007. That's Saturdays, 12 noon to 2 p.m. Eastern Time at 877-328-3007. This is CCRN, the Cigar Connoisseur Radio Network. Broadcasting from Humidor 1A in the cigar city of Tampa, Florida, USA. Welcome to the Cigar Dave Show, your weekly excursion into the world of cigars, spirits, and diversions. The cigar and pleasure-friendly hotlines are open. 877-DAVE-007. Now, fire up a cigar and pour yourself a cocktail. It's time for the General Cigar Dave. Well, one of my favorite times of the year is the opportunity to sample outstanding brews and great beers. And even though today technically is the 1st of November, we're extending Cigar Oktoberfest as the Commander-in-Chief of the Alpha Army and America's Alpha Male and the General. I'm using my executive authority to continue Celebratory maneuvers of Oktoberfest, and today we have left Humidor 1A and Command Center Alpha to a remote theater of operations. Today we are at the world headquarters of Cigar City Brewing in the Cigar City of Tampa, Florida, USA, one of the huge success stories in the world of beer. And I don't even call them a craft brewer anymore because they've grown and grown and grown, and we'll talk to the... uh, the owner and uh, the vice president of sales and marketing for Cigar City Brewing. We'll get the exact definition of what their uh, brewery term is, but we are looking forward to an afternoon of great beer tastings from Cigar City Beer as well as some other beers that we have chosen. Long-ass greetings and salutations, a long-ass snappy salute, Semper Delictatio, always pleasure, and of course, cheers as we celebrate the final day of Cigar Oktoberfest. My pleasure to welcome to our Cigar Dave microphones, first the founder, CEO of Cigar City Brewing, longtime friend, Joey Redner. Joey, great to see you. Thanks for having me on, General. It's great to be here. And great that we could move our theater of operations from Humidor 1A right to you here at the Cigar City Brewing headquarters in Tampa. We're right in your beautiful brew pub that you've expanded, and I'm surrounded by uh, phenomenal beers and people already here ready to enjoy their, uh, their samplings and, and ready to enjoy your great, uh, your great beer. So what is the correct term, by the way, Joey, of what you're called? You're not really a, a craft brewer anymore. You've grown. We, we technically still meet the definition of craft brewery. Uh, the Brewers Association, which is the trade group for small breweries, um, defines it really up to 6 million barrels, and we're, we're nowhere even in Shelton distance of that. We're probably on pace to brew about 50,000 barrels this year so so we're very large by florida craft standards but but we're relatively tiny still in the grand scheme of things well we've also got justin clark the vice president of sales and marketing of cigar city brewing with us and uh justin you know i'm sure the biggest problem you have right now is everybody calling to complain that you don't have enough beer to sell them yeah we've uh we've kind of been in that situation really since the, about the first year we opened you know it was a uh uh a rapid growth plan just since we opened and still our, our electors who are out telling our story on the streets are really kind of professional um, apologizers for us. Uh, we're trying to get more beer out there to the people, but 95% of all beer we're selling is still here in the state of Florida. 
Well, you're giving me the idea for a new title. Not only am I the general America's alpha male, I need to be the elector for alphas across the globe. Uh, and, and the elector, of course, has great historic significance here in the Cigar City because the cigar manufacturers at the time, going back to the late 1800s with Vicente Martinez Ebor, they wanted their workers to be educated, to know what was going on. There was no Fox News and CNN and Internet, so they actually had a lector, someone that stood on a podium and read to the rollers as they were rolling cigars. Yeah, and we, we wear a tampa on our sleeve at Cigar City Brewing, so we, we love to share some of the unique uh, history and culture that, that is really unique to, to Tampa. And so it was natural when we had guys out there telling our stories, what do you call them? And Lecter was perfect. And, Joe, you're a Cigar City native, but uh, not only a, a beer lover, but a cigar enthusiast as well. Yes, for a long time, and and Justin, uh, you too enjoy cigars. I do. Uh, I you know I get most of my smokes from you, and I always appreciate your uh, suggestions. Well, we've got uh, some great cigars that we'll enjoy for litation today. The October 2014 Officers Club selection, the Aging Room Quattro F55 from Boutique Blends, just a beautiful cigar, box pressed. And you know when you think about it, uh, Joey and Justin, the same thing that has happened in the world of cigars has happened to beer. Yes, there are still large manufacturers, but people still want to find the boutique cigars. They want to find the craft brews. They want to find something different, and I think that it has created an excitement for both cigars as well as beer. Yeah, absolutely. You know, I saw a lot of, of parallels between, between the cigar industry and the craft brewing industry. And being from Tampa, you know, I had some exposure to that. We didn't have a lot of breweries, but we did have a, a cigar heritage. And so I could see that crossover, and I really saw the resurgence of boutique cigars, um, you know, happen in my lifetime. So that was a parallel that I could take to the brewing process. And the way that the, way that the product was romanced, the way it was talked about, um, it really kind of elevated the experience. And, and I saw that parallel in craft beer from, from the cigar world. And you started uh, as a beer enthusiast, a cigar enthusiast, and you actually wrote a column uh, in one of the local Tampa and St. Pete newspapers about beer. Yeah, you know, it was, it was one of those things that was kind of fortuitous. It sort of just came about. I was complaining to the paper that they didn't, they didn't cover beer very well, uh, and then they basically made me uh, uh, put my, put my, uh, my name where, where my mouth was, and, and so I started writing a column. Uh, and, and, you know, I like to think it helped sort of spread some light on what was going on in the, in, in the Tampa Bay and Florida area beer-wise. Now, before you created Cigar City Brewing, what type of beers did you enjoy? Um, you know, I've always been into the bigger, maltier beers, so brown ales, porters, stouts, um, uh, pale ales, though, even though they, they, you know, there's a bit of a hot balance to them. They're, to me, very approachable. Uh, so those were the ones that really always piqued my interest. So you didn't like a real hoppy beer? No, I've grown to appreciate them a lot more than I did, but I've always been more of a malt head. And when we talk about hops, and I've explained this the past month or so and over the last number of years, the hops give it a little bit of the bitterness on the palate, and initially they were also used as a preservative, correct? True, yes, and you know, they're a natural antimicrobial, that's one of the reasons they use them, but you know, hops don't just have to give bitter, you can get a wide range of flavors from hops, uh, you can get mango, you can get tropical fruit notes, you can get, you know, some of the hops they have coming out now will even throw off flavors like coconut, and it's, it's pretty amazing what you can get out of hops. Uh, besides bitterness. Now, your early edition hops will give you that base bitterness, and you need that. You know, malt is fairly sweet, and so you need that counterbalance with the bitterness, but it's certainly not all that hops are given. They bring a lot to the the flavor game. 
And how did you come up with the uh, idea for Cigar City Brewing? Were you a home brewer at one time? I was, you know, very much a beer enthusiast, and I did home brew. Um, but I, I knew right away that I wasn't, I didn't have the the, the background and skill set to be the brewer of my company. I had a lot of ideas I wanted to see executed, but I needed someone that had a lot of experience. So I went out and looking for someone that had been in the industry. And in, in my brewmaster, Wayne Wombles, I found someone with uh, 13 years of, of prior experience actually doing it, not not just doing it at home. And, and that's smart because you, you know what you didn't know. Yep. And you brought someone in, but you had the vision and created a great team. Justin's been with you a long time. Wayne's been with you. And I remember when we used to come in and literally you'd be uh, right over next door yep. brewing the in, in very, very small batches. <laughs> and as it would come out, we'd try it. And uh, it wasn't anything fancy. <laughs> no, you know, we... It, we didn't have any air conditioning, and I, I sometimes think back. You know, people would come in August and sit down and have a beer, and I, like, I don't know how they did it. They were braver than me because it gets warm. I remember your first tasting room. Yeah. It was a couple of beer barrels yep, and uh, like a little small little mini bar, maybe six feet, and nothing fancy, and yeah. that was it. But when you have a good product, people will come. And certainly, I think as the cigar consumer has changed the last say 20 years so too has the beer consumer and beer connoisseur yeah absolutely and justin you see that because you're out and about dealing with the sales and marketing end how what changes have you seen on the beer consumer well luckily here in florida the the consumers it's been growing quite a bit you know uh, our market share as as just craft brewers has increased in the state of florida we're just over six percent in sales and you know, around eight to nine percent in dollars. Um, so, so the uh, the audience has been growing, and uh, it's I I still get excited. You know, you see the younger, uh, you know, the kids that just turned twenty one now. The only beer they're exposed to is great craft beer and great local beer. They they're not drinking what their parents drank because you know in the uh, in the seventies there was only forty two breweries. Now we're about at thirty five hundred breweries just the same as it was right before prohibition so it's a really exciting time for craft beer right now you know i grew up in buffalo new york and i remember as a kid there were many regional breweries you know you had uh, genesee beer you had uh, iroquois beer uh and and we're going back to that now where people at one time you had these giant brands budweiser and coors and labats but now we're going back to regionalism again which i think is great because every area has something unique to share Tampa has the cigar heritage. You go to Chicago, there's different uh, different heritage up in New York State. Uh, I know that right now in, in Buffalo, there's, I think, Flying Bison Brewery. So everywhere you go, there are unique places. And just like being a cigar enthusiast, you're a beer enthusiast. You can essentially, for the next 50 years, go to every brewery and still not try to hit every brewery, and you'll never hit it. <laughs> I'd love to try, though. <laughs> You'd love to try. I'm sure that, is a, that, is, that would be a great trip. And I know I've been here when many people come in and say, I'm from Detroit, I'm from Boston, I'm from Chicago. I'm fr-. So you had people from Seattle the last time I was here, yeah. and they wanted to come into the tasting room and try your stuff. And then they said, how can I get it where I live? <laughs> and, and, and I guess that's the good part and bad part. The good part is you make great beer. The bad part, you just don't have the capacity right now, and you don't want to sacrifice quality either. Yeah, right. exactly. You know, it's not uncommon to see people in here with luggage since we're so close to the airport. So when they want to bring beer back, we talk them into just uh, checking their bag instead of carry-on. There you go. And then they can bring some Cigar City home. I hope it's securely state. packed. Yes, definitely. And, and, and if, you, if TSA opens it up and you notice that maybe like half, one of the growlers is half missing, you know exactly who was responsible <laughs> for sampling, sampling the beer. We're, uh, we're talking with uh, Joey Redner, the founder and CEO of Cigar City Brewing, Justin Clark, Vice President of Sales 
and Marketing. We are front and center today for our Cigar Oktoberfest beer tasting maneuver show at the Cigar City Brewing Headquarters tasting room right in the Cigar City of Tampa. Lieutenants, when we come back, we will talk everything there is about beer, the types of beer, the styles of beer, exactly how beer is brewed. Then we'll go into sampling some great beers from Cigar City Brewing, and I've got a, a huge number of other beers, about half a dozen other beers that we're all going to taste together. All the information at CigarDave.com. And when I come back, we'll tell you about the big Cigar Dave Alpha Pleasure Fest Saturday, November 22nd at the Hard Rock Casino in the Cigar City of Tampa. Going to be a great event, going to be a great month, lieutenants, and we are starting it with enjoying Cigar Oktoberfest beer tasting maneuvers. Get three premium cigars each month shipped directly to you. These cigars are selected by the general himself and come in a reusable, customized, zippered pouch. Sign up for the Cigar Dave Officers Club at CigarDave.com. In this difficult and challenging time, when the government is trying to outlaw premium cigars and take away the art form of enjoying a beautiful cigar, we decided to introduce our brand called Prohibition. This cigar is going to be the bootlegger's dream. A gorgeous cigar made in Esteli, Nicaragua, triple cap, using a broadleaf wrapper and a Mexican wrapper from the San Andreas Valley. It's got Nicaraguan tobaccos from the Nicaraguan valleys of Esteli and Jalapa, it's rich, it's complex, it's got some spice, some white pepper, and a ton of sweetness. Full of flavor, this cigar is one that you're going to want to enjoy, and you're going to bootleg. And that's why it's called Prohibition. Enjoy it. I promise you're going to love it. This is The General, inviting you to join me on Saturday, November 22nd from 10 a.m. to 3 p.m. for the Cigar Dave Alpha Pleasure Fest at The Rock. It will take place poolside at the Seminole Hard Rock Hotel and Casino in the Cigar City. It will be an afternoon of alpha pleasure maneuvers, including great cigars, delicious spirits, and delicious delicacies. Your five-star VIP ticket includes guaranteed assigned seating, six premium cigars, a full alpha lunch buffet fit for the alpha male. You'll also get two drink tickets for beer, wine, and distilled spirits, craft beer samplings, whiskey samplings, a special commemorative gift with the Cigar Dave Alpha Pleasure Fest logo, all for $150 per person. We also have Executive Cabana Suite for 10 and a Junior Cabana Suite. Head to CigarDave.com for ticket details and to purchase your tickets for the Cigar Dave Alpha Pleasure Fest at The Rock, Saturday, November 22nd in the Cigar City of Tampa. You walk into a cigar shop, stare at hundreds of choices, and wonder as you take in the aroma. Go with an old standard or try something new? Lead or follow? That's the real question here, isn't it? Next time, choose to lead with a premium cigar from Royal Gold Cigars. Royal Gold Cigars introduces two exciting new premium cigar lines, Casino Gold HRS High Roller Selection and Kismet. Hand-rolled in Honduras with a blend of four distinct quality fillers wrapped in a rich Habano Rosado wrapper, the Casino Gold HRS is a medium-bodied cigar for high rollers who never gamble on flavor. For a robust option, 
try our bold Dominican Puro. Kismet, meaning destiny, a blend of six Dominican tobaccos. It's bold, smooth, burns evenly, and leaves a clean white ash. There, we narrowed the options. Lead or follow. Visit RoyalGoldCigars.com. Surgeon General Warning. Cigar smoking can cause cancers of the mouth and throat even if you do not inhale. Cigar Dave's health recommendation. Include ample amounts of wreckage and stackage in your daily diet. Screw the fruits and vegetables. Well, when you think about it, beer technically is a vegetable because it uh, does contain vegetable matter, so it is absolutely healthy. And we know there are positive health effects, uh, especially for the cardiovascular system. So we are enjoying, today we are celebrating Cigar Oktoberfest Tasting Maneuvers with Joey Redner, the CEO and founder of Cigar City Brewing, Justin Clark, Vice President of Sales and Marketing of Cigar City Brewing. And gentlemen, there's one time of year where I wear my lederhosen, and today is the day. And uh, do you like my, my military fatigue-designed lederhosen? It looks great. I've never, yes. it's, it's unique. It, it, I'm telling you, with, <laughs> with, the, with the hat, with the little feather, I, I, I tell you, I look like a, uh, a, 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 an American pimp <laughs> i would say a german pimp but an american pimp because i got that just that special style well let's talk about beer beer as you know gentlemen is the world's most widely consumed alcoholic beverage it is thought to be the world's oldest fermented beverage going way back to the uh, uh ancient uh, egyptians and actually even before that but dating back to 9500 B.C., recorded in the written history of ancient Iraq and ancient uh, Egypt. And when you think about beer today, certainly it has changed. People don't just want to go out and buy the cheapest beer. They want the beer experience. They want top-shelf stuff. So let's talk about the different types of beer, first of all, before we go into ingredients. Oh, let's talk about ingredients first. First thing has to have good water. Yep. yep. So we're in Florida here, and the water is kind of an issue right out of the tap. So how do you deal with that? You know, there's pockets of areas, you know, where it's, it's, people think that the water isn't good here, but the, we actually do get some great water. Water coming right out of the aquifer in Florida is actually excellent water, uh, and we've, you know, we've, we've brewed, uh, you know, award-winning world-class beer, not just us, but other breweries around, around the state. Um, there's certainly, you know, with any water profile, there's things you're, you're going to want to do to maybe play up some things, whether it's uh, the water, you want the water to be harder or softer, right. uh, and that's going to help different ingredients express better. Um, so... Fortunately, we have science, and we can kind of know exactly what our water is, and we can add. If we need to add calcium chloride, if we need to, to whatever we need to do to adjust the water, we can, we can fortunately do that. And you uh, have a full laboratory we do. right back here that I've seen where you test everything, you maintain the consistency, because that's very important. You want every batch to remain very consistent. And, and the water changes throughout, you know, just as there's more rain in the area, right, less right. rain. So we need to make adjustments, so we're constantly making adjustments, so we're making consistent yeah. beer. And, you know, with certain styles, we certainly do want to have that consistent experience. But with some of our beers, we, we kind of like to see a little bit of variation Um you know, there's a tour, some of our wood-aged beers. You're just going to get different expressions from different wood harvested at different times of the year. Uh, the same goes with fruit. And certainly with, with that beer that you go to the grocery store to buy, you do want that experience to be the same every time. But with some of our beers, we, we like to see a little bit of seasonal. and, and right, Especially your seasonal beers yeah. or your limited releases, no question. So water's the first thing. A starch source is the second ingredient. Yeah, 
primarily, I'd say 99% of the beer we, we brew, it's barley. Um, that's the sugar that we, we like the most. Why is that? Um, you know, you, you get the you get the most flavor. I mean, barley is the is the foundation of beer. Uh, there's a lot of breweries that may add adjunct sugars to to be able to create alcohol more cheaply. Um, we if we're adding a sugar, it's usually specifically to get a flavor expression. We may add some maple syrup because we want maple syrup flavor. So we're not adding it to get the sugar. Uh, we like to get everything that we're building that foundation on. We like to, it to come from barley. Okay, and the next hops. Uh, we're getting hops from all over the world. So, so hops are a, a flowering vine. Um, traditionally, uh, they were they were primarily in there just really as as a, as, an, as a preservative, as an antimicrobial. Um, but people grew to love some of the flavors that you could get out of them, uh, and you do regionally get different flavors. If you go to the Pack Northwest, which is where most of the U.S. hops are grown, you start to get more of those piney, uh, and that's where you get that grapefruit bitter kind of hops coming and then you you get the noble hops coming out of germany they're they're a lot more grassy they're more subtle um and it's not 100 percent universal but in general uh and and so when we're building a a beer we're looking at, at well what is the heritage of that beer are we building a porter okay well then you're going to maybe use a lot of english hops because you know that's what you're aiming at if we're going so if we're going sort of an american ipa it's wide open we really can take whatever approach we want uh, because it's not quite as rigor- you know, rigid of a style. So it's very similar to cigar wrappers, where you have cigar wrappers from Ecuador, an Ecuador Sumatra seed, an Ecuador Connecticut seed, an Ecuador Habana seed. You could have it grown in the uh, Connecticut uh, Air, uh, River Valley, Connecticut Broadleaf, in Nicaragua, in Cameroon, same thing. Yep. So every region delivers slightly different flavors. Very true. Now, clarifying agent, that's the next ingredient. Uh, we don't we don't use any. Uh, we have a centrifuge, so we don't filter any of our beer. We don't pasteurize any of our beer. And what's the difference between pasteurized and unpasteurized beer? So pasteurization you can do two ways. You can you can do use what's called a tunnel pasteurizer, where you take a finished beer that's in a bottle or a can and you run it basically through a hot water bath that slowly heats up and slowly cools back down. Or you can do what's called flash pasteurization. And in flash pasteurization, you rapidly heat it up uh, to, to 180 degrees or more, hold that temperature, and then rapidly cool it back down. And the idea is that you're trying to cook out any microbes that, that could give off flavors. Um, we, don't, we don't do any of that, and we don't filter. So what we do is we use a centrifuge. And what that does, it'll spin the beer at a high rate of speed. So it'll, it'll spin out hot particulate. It'll spin out yeast particulate. It allows the beer to, to have a, a more clarified look, like it had been filtered, but without, uh, without stripping any flavor. I just learned something, and Lieutenant, so did you. So no clarifying agent, use a centrifuge. Very interesting. Lieutenants, we'll continue. It is Cigar Oktoberfest beer tasting maneuvers from the Cigar City Brewery in Tampa. And when we come back, we'll conduct the National Cigar Litation Ceremony. We'll tell you about the Cigar Dave Alpha Pleasure Fest at The Rock on Saturday, November 22nd. And we'll begin tasting our great beers and enjoying our great cigar for today. I've traveled around the world, played poker with sharks, and chased the thrill of first love. But no experience matches the new 1875 Romeo y Julieta, crafted in Honduras with specially aged vintage tobaccos, rich, bold, spicy, notes of hickory and dark chocolate, available exclusively to local tobacconist. 1875 Romeo y Julieta, the next chapter in your favorite love story. Surgeon General warning, tobacco smoke increases the risk of lung cancer and heart disease even in non-smokers. 
Enjoy the latest and greatest cigars shipped directly to you. Join the Cigar Dave Officers Club now, and you'll receive three premium cigars every month. Membership is just $22.95, including shipping and handling. Join by going to CigarDave.com now. That's CigarDave.com. Click on Officers Club. With an unlimited and secure supply of pleasure sticks available for the general to enjoy, it's time for National Cigar Litation Maneuvers. And we continue with Cigar Oktoberfest tasting maneuvers from Cigar City Brewing in the Cigar City of Tampa, Florida, USA. We're coming to you from their beautiful brew pub, and I've just pulled out the October 2014 Officers Club selection. It is the Aging Room Quattro F55 from Boutique Blends. Now, Rafael Nodal came up with the Boutique Blends and Aging Room concept about four years ago. And the way he came up with it, he was visiting Hochi Blanco down in the Dominican Republic at the factory, and they found some tobacco that was very limited that had been in their aging room for many years. They came up with a blend. I think they only had 200,000 cigars, and when they were done, they were done. And it's the same thing with this F-55. This is a very highly acclaimed cigar loaded with medium to full-bodied flavor, aroma, a lot of character. Uses an 11-year-old aged Sumatra wrapper that perfectly harmonizes with the filler and the binder on the palate. It is a beautiful stick, just uh, square pressed, nice in the hand, uh, many accolades. They only make 400,000, and when these cigars are done, they are done. So it is a beautiful cigar, and uh, Joey Redner and Justin Clark, our guests joining us. Gentlemen, nice-looking sticks, huh? Yeah. I think you're going to enjoy these, and I'll tell you what, I think I know, I have a feeling this will go wonderfully with the Hellas, but I also think it's going to go beautifully with your Maduro or your Jose Marti, which we will be sampling in just a little bit. Aging Room uh, comes in about uh, three different sizes or four different sizes, and I've got the nice Robusto, which is about, actually this is the Toro size, about six uh, inches with a 52 ring gauge in the eight, eight and a half dollar category. All the uh, Officers Club lieutenants so far have uh, emailed me and tweeted out saying they love these sticks and they're a beautiful cigar, and that's what we will enjoy today, the Aging Room Quattro F55. Cigar-altering and highly sharpened leaf-exposing device. Well, I've got from Calibri, Les Mann was nice enough at the Cigar Retailers Convention to give me this beautiful cutter. It looks like uh, a butterfly, and then when you... Close it. It's got a double-edged stainless steel guillotine to do the job, and that's what I will use today. Maximum BTU flame-throwing and heat-producing apparatus. Well, I have got uh, not an overly expensive. This isn't from the Cigar Dave R&D Laboratories. This is just your basic, probably, actually, Alex uh, Goldman from Royal Gold Cigars gave me one of this lighter. It's got a single SST jet flame, flies out about two inches, and it'll do the job. Again, lightweight, not expensive, but it does the job, and it'll give us uh, maximum enjoyment, and that's what it's all about. Cigar Cigar pre-lightation checklist complete. No faults detected. Area clear of all enemies of pleasure. Approval to go throttle up in three, two, one. Okay, here comes the cut. Perfect cut. I will gently toast the foot of this cigar. 
And gentlemen, the aroma as this thing flies off, I'm telling you, you are going to be salivating. And I know you are all enjoying and lighting up as well. Let me puff and rotate here. Mmm. Outstanding. Wait, got to touch it up. Excellent. Mmm. Very nice. Gentlemen, aroma so far outstanding, huh? Enjoying. Enjoying. We are much. in the Cigar City. We're enjoying cigars. We're enjoying, we will be enjoying great beers. As our good friend Lee Corso in Orlando would say, life is good. <laughs> so let us now continue. We've got our cigar lit. There's something else we need. Scotch, bourbon, and beer. Commence thirst-quenching libationary maneuvers. All right, first up. Gentlemen, I, oh, we've got the Oktoberfest. We've got the special Cigar City Brewing Oktoberfest German-style Fest beer. I actually had a Fest beer last week. It was beautiful. And I'm going to open the can up here. Ah, very nice. Now, Justin, tell us the proper way to pour from a can or a bottle. So you are enjoying uh, the Cigar City Brewing Oktoberfest uh, German-style Fest beer. And uh, we got you a nice Spiegelau uh, lager glass to pour into. You want to pour it uh, right down the middle because we want to arouse the beer and give it some head. So you can, it'll really help accentuate those malt aromas as you're smelling it next to your cigar. So take a big whiff of the beer and get get a good, good note. Get get a, excuse me, get a good smell. <laughs> Very nice. By the way, can you say arousing and head at the same time on the air? You I want me to say can. It slower? I think you just did. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I have to tell you, my palate is aroused. <laughs> yes, and I have to t- the, the just very pleasant, almost subtle citrusy sweet notes. Very, so, very nice. Awesome, man. I got to tell you that uh, we had to save this just for you, General, because we, uh, we usually do this show with you a little earlier That's in the right. year. So this is coming out of uh, Joey's private stash because we are long sold out of this beer, but we wanted to get to enjoy an Oktoberfest beer well, let, with you. Let's say here to good health, everybody, and good friends, cheers. and I will say cheers, and we'll take a taste here. Wow, that is so silky smooth. Some caramel, caramel notes for you? Yeah. I'd say a little bit of like hoppiness in the back, but very subtle, muted. Exactly. But very pleasant. You know, people think Germany, heavy beers, really bitter. It's not the case. It's it's the opposite. It is very much the opposite. They they like a session strength. When we say session strength, we mean that would almost be like your light body, uh, something 5% alcohol that you can sit and have a nice stein of and, and still hopefully be able to walk back home. Now, the Oktoberfest uh, Fest beer is this a lager or an ale? This is, is a lager. A lager, which brings us into our next discussion. The differences, there are different types of beers. First of all, let's talk about the lager, which at one time I think was the most popular beer in the United States. Definitely Maybe, still, still is. Still is. Definitely still but is. But ales, certainly amongst connoisseurs, really growing. So let's talk first about a lager. Uh, so... The style started uh, in Germany, Czech Republic area. Uh, there's, it's debate about, re- debated about where it really started, but it definitely started in that area of the world. Um, it is a colder fermenting uh, yeast strain. So typically your ale yeast strain, which was the dominant strain for, for most of brewing history up until lagers became popular, uh, is going to be warmer fermenting, and it's going to be a, a top fo- flocculating, top cropping yeast. Um, Lagers like to go a little slower. In fact, a a lager usually takes about double the time of an ale, if not longer. And the word lager is actually German, meaning to store. 
So it's a beer that, that it takes its time, but it is a it is a crisper, more clean fermenting yeast. So it really sort of leaves just the flavors of the raw ingredients. It doesn't produce some of the esters, the the fruity sweetness that an ale yeast can. Uh, so so it is a it is a good yeast strain to really showcase uh, your malt and your hops without interfering with with what those are adding. So when we talk lagers, Miller, Budweiser, Coors. Labatt's, Molson's, all lagers. The majority of those are all pale domestic lagers. And I know, Joey, when you first started brewing here at Cigar City Brewing, I asked you about lagers, and at the time you weren't making lagers, primarily because of the time. Yeah, it's definitely more difficult. You know, if you go back to the history of the U.S., ales were actually the most popular style of beer, you know, up through our founding fathers, uh, t- t- uh, Thomas Jefferson, George Washington. They were porter and ale brewers. Uh, but if you think about it, it was a, it was a technology thing. The, the temperature control required to properly ferment ferment lager, uh, it, it definitely it, it, it cre- creates a requirement that's hard to meet. So right. it wasn't until the late 1800s and industrialization that lager really could be the, the yeast of choice. Uh, and so just e- even us as a small brewery, we could do lagers. We had the temperature, temperature control to do it, uh, but it does take a lot longer and it does take more skill to make a, a really good lager because um, I like to say your, your butt's sort of flapping in the wind on that. If you do anything wrong, it's going to show up in a lager much and, more quickly than anything And you've also got a lot of time invested in that. Absolutely. Your tanks and, and everything else. So lager, now we go to ale, which is a top-fermenting yeast. Yes, correct. And, and as Joey kind of already touched on some of the differences, uh, ales um, um, ferment at the, at the top and the yeast flocculates there. They also can ferment warmer um, than, than lagers. And, of course, there's always exceptions to everything. But if you have beer at the top of the pyramid, it would divide into ale and lagers. And, of course, there's a bunch of different um, subcategories b- below that. But, yeah, tradition, the, most of the beers that we do here are, are ales, but um, we, are, we are doing some more lagers. Um, but as you mentioned, um, general is the time that it takes we're not meeting demand as it is we can turn an ale quicker so i could make you two batches of high life say in the time it would take us to make you this one batch of oktoberfest and it doesn't mean i can charge you double the amount for the october <laughs> right right now the oktoberfest comes out when and is available usually till when uh well that's that's kind of interesting that you ask. It comes out uh, in, in the beginning of September um, because the the, uh, the true German Oktoberfest is the latter part of September here um, in the states. A lot of people throw some Oktoberfest parties throughout the whole month of October, of course. Right. And this year um, we are maxed out at our capacity, so we were only able to brew about 90 barrels total production. For that's this. it. That is all that 90 we were barrels able. makes how many cans? Uh, Joey's going to do some quick math while I continue yeah. to tell 90 you. barrels would be 180 kegs, so when we speak in barrels in brewing, yeah. uh, right. it's 31 gallons, and see the big half-barrel kegs are called half-barrels because two of them is a barrel. Uh, I can do the math real quick. To, to we'll, we'll just we'll talk in. while you do, yeah. while you, yeah. right, you do the math. So, so we, we released it, you know, early September. We, we sell some here in our tasting room. We send it out to our distributors. So this beer was really gobbled up uh, within really only about two weeks. People purchased it from the stores and then held it really for their own Oktoberfest party, kind of like we did for you today. Yep, exactly. Um, it would be about 29,760 uh, cans of beer. So 30,000 cans, and when you're talking about a whole state, 
and and the number of places you distribute, it's not a lot. And that's only 1,200 cases. So we had to divide that up with our wholesalers because right. we wanted to get out to our retail partners and then, of course, have some available here for our Oktoberfest right. parties. By the way, Joey, if you would have used Common Core Math, that would have taken you triple the time, <laughs> just to let you know on that. Uh, so, And what's the alcohol by volume on the Oktoberfest beer? This is just over 5%. So very smooth, very pleasant, yes. very approachable. And this would go beautifully with a Connecticut Shade Wrap cigar, a medium cigar, I mean a Romeo Reserva Real, a Davidoff I think would be just beautiful. Uh, I'm thinking of Perdomo, Connecticut, can't go wrong. A Rocky Vintage 99, Connecticut. Something very on the mild to medium side, just very approachable, very pleasant. And this, if you made this year-round, you would sell the hell out of it year-round because it is that approachable. Yeah, and like, like you mentioned, those cigars are, are great options because this is, you know, it's a 5% alcohol beer, so there's not a ton on the palate. And then, you know, those are very delicate cigars where it'll pair nice with the sweetness of this beer and then the little bit of the bitterness will help finish with that smoke on your tongue. Well, that is absolutely magnificent. Now, let's go into the next type of beer, and that is a stout. So stouts are really an offshoot of, of ales. Uh, Yeast-wise, you would use the same that you would to, say, make a pale ale. Uh, but what you're doing then is you're taking some of what we call the specialty grain, the sort of smaller portion of, of the barley grain that, that is going to give flavor and color, and, and you're highly roasting it. Um, so in porters and stouts, you're, you're taking malt that's been kilned much longer so it starts to pick up coffee and did that my that Maillard reaction so you know when you cook a steak and you and you get right. that burnt caramelization yep. well, the same thing will happen to barley so that Maillard reaction takes place and you start getting uh, toffee and chocolate and coffee notes and that's why stouts have their color and their flavor it's literally from from over not I wouldn't say over but kilning the barley longer, roasting it longer it, yes. almost like coffee if you were to um uh, you know, when they roast coffee. It's really like Starbucks really yes. over-roast their beans. You get that, that heaviness. Uh, and, and people, obviously, most stouts are a darker type beer. looks like a chocolate. Uh, and many people think because of that dark color, it's going to be super full-flavored and bitter, and it's not. It's like a Maduro cigar. Yeah, they certainly can be. They can be, right. They certainly can be, but it, it's not, it, color is not, a, is, is not an indicator of alcoholic strength or, or even necessarily body. It, it's not necessarily going to be more viscous because it's darker in color. You have the German Schwartz beer, which is a lager, and it's dark in color, but it's still a light, crisp lager. Let's go to a wheat beer now. Yeah, and we actually, if you're if you're thirsty, we have our Florida Cracker uh, Belgian wheat right now. Am I thirsty? <laughs> of course I'm thirsty. Of course I want the wheat Florida Cracker. And and Joey, let's talk about Florida Cracker because a lot of people think that that's a derogatory term. Yep. Uh, but it really isn't. And nope. there's some history there. Yeah. So the the Florida Crackers were some of the early uh, settlers of Florida. So the the history of of ranching in Florida, or actually really in the United States, begins in Florida. The, the first cows to come to the U.S. and actually graze uh, were in Florida, and it makes sense because, you, you know, it's, you can graze year-round. Uh, there's fodder for, for, your, for your cattle year-round. So, so it really began here, and, it, and there was actually a specific type of cattle literally called the cracker cow that, that was raised in that. There's actually a movement to, to sort of preserve that heritage, that cattle. So there are some, some cattle ranchers that have kept that stock alive, that DNA strain alive, and that and are still raising those. But, uh, but the early settlers, you know, it's debated where the name really came from. A lot of people said, uh, have theorized that it might have been from the, uh, the vaqueros, the Spanish cowboys. Uh, and then other people have suggested that it was from the crack from the whip that they would right. use as they were taking, because, you know, they were going through all the shrub brush, the, all the palmetto, and it, you, you had to work a little harder to keep track of your cattle. You, you didn't have the wide open spaces. You had a lot of low shrub brush. So 
but it is a, it is a it is a heritage term for for the early settlers of Florida. And uh, my on my mother's side, I'm a fifth generation Floridian, and my family settled in the limestone Ona Arcadia area. And you know they were farmers and, and vegetable hands and, and raised cattle. There you go. So the Florida Cracker. We're going to do the Hellas first, but let's move. We'll do the the Florida Cracker, which is a wheat beer. And again, uh, first of all, we'll say cheers, gentlemen. Cheers. Very nice. Very good. Take a little. T- very, very pale aroma. Not a lot on the aroma. There's some uh, coriander and orange peel Whoa. in this beer as well. That's nice. A little uh, bit of sweetness. Yes, definitely. And um, we, you can see that it's mm. an, un- an unfiltered beer, so you'll notice some cloudiness. I just noticed that. I was going to ask about that. So when it's unfiltered, you get a little bit more of the residue, is it? Or yeah, well, the- there's actually yeast still in suspension. Oh, the yeast still there. And there's also wheat in this, which yep. is going to uh, contribute to the, the cloudiness. So when you think of wheat, you think it's you know on the mild side. And so this brings it a little tamer. Again, there's no hoppiness. There's really no bitterness. This is almost, to me, I wouldn't say lighter than the, uh, the Oktoberfest lager, but I think it has a slightly different flavor complexion. But again, it's very approachable, very tame. Yeah, this is my, uh, my Florida beach beer. This is the one I enjoy out on the boat. Uh, 5.5% alcohol, easy drinking, but it still expresses a lot of flavor. And flavor-wise, this beer is very yeast-driven. The yeast is actually uh, imparting a lot of flavor on this, whereas in a lager, the, the yeast isn't really impacting flavor in a, in a big way. This is a very yeast-driven beer from a flavor standpoint. Very smooth. We will continue Cigar Oktoberfest tasting maneuvers with Joey Redner and Justin Clark of Cigar City Brewing. We're coming to you front and center from our Ford Theater of Operations today at the tasting room at Cigar City Brewing. When we come back, Tenants will continue our beer tasting maneuvers, and I'll tell you about the Cigar Dave Alpha Pleasure Fest at The Rock Saturday, November 22nd. In the meantime, go to CigarDave.com, check out all the details. It is the event to be at for the rest of the year. Have you seen the new CigarDave.com yet? Listen to the show, check out videos of the general, and sign up for the Officers Club. It's all available at CigarDave.com. In 1964, Jose O. Padron began rolling cigars bearing his name in modest surroundings with one guiding principle, always focus on quality, never on quantity. Nearly 40 years later, Padron cigars are recognized for their superior taste and majestic construction. The result of Padron controlling all aspects of the cigar making process, including planting their own seeds, growing and curing their own tobacco, and constantly supervising the rolling room. To Wall Street, it is called vertical integration. To the Padron family, it's called making great cigars. The Padron lines include the Padron 1964 Anniversary Series and the Padron Traditional line. All Padron cigars are wrapped in Nicaraguan sun-grown Habano tobacco, available in natural or maduro. Experience Padron. For your Padron retailer, call 1-800-453-5635. When Padron is on the band, quality is a matter of family honor. Surgeon General Warning. Tobacco use increases the risk of infertility, stillbirth, and low birth weight. This is The General, inviting you to join me on Saturday, November 22nd from 10 a.m. to 3 p.m. for the Cigar Dave Alpha Pleasure Fest at The Rock. 
It will take place poolside at the Seminole Hard Rock Hotel and Casino in the Cigar City. It will be an afternoon of alpha pleasure maneuvers, including great cigars, delicious spirits, and delicious delicacies. Your five-star VIP ticket includes guaranteed assigned seating, six premium cigars, a full alpha lunch buffet fit for the alpha male. You'll also get two drink tickets for beer, wine, and distilled spirits, craft beer samplings, whiskey samplings, a special commemorative gift with the Cigar Dave Alpha Pleasure Fest logo, all for $150 per person. We also have executive cabana suite for 10 and a junior cabana suite. Head to CigarDave.com for ticket details and to purchase your tickets for the Cigar Dave Alpha Pleasure Fest at The Rock, Saturday, November 22nd in the Cigar City of Tampa. Llega así esta manera, no tiene la culpa. Caballo le dan sabana, porque muy despreciado, por eso no te perdono llorar. Ese amor llega así esta manera. We're continuing from the Cigar or Four Cigar Oktoberfest tasting maneuvers from Cigar City Brewing, along with Joey Redner, Justin Clark from their tasting room, lieutenants. We have a very big event that I I talked about last week, made the big debut. It is the Cigar Dave Alpha Pleasure Fest at The Rock, the seminal Hard Rock Casino, Saturday, November twenty second. It is the day or the Saturday before Thanksgiving, perfect time of year to be in the Cigar City, and it is going to be a day filled with alpha pleasure, cigars, spirits, delicacies. From 10 a.m. to 3 p.m., we will be conducting broadcast maneuvers live at noon, pleasure maneuvers poolside, and let me tell you what you will get for your ticket. Tickets are $150. You will, as you walk in, get six top-shelf premium cigars from Davidoff and from Avo. And I'm pleased to tell you that the uh, Cigar Dave... Uh, Alpha Pleasure Fest, exclusively presented cigar-wise by Davidoff and by Avo Cigars. You will receive a Davidoff Nicaragua, which has just gone off the charts, exploded. You'll get a Zeno Platinum Z-Class, a tin of the new Davidoff Primeros that are selling like crazy, an Avo Classic, an Avo XO, and an Avo Heritage. You get 80 bucks just uh, worth of cigars the time you walk in. Then you will have a humongous, huge buffet. And let me tell you what will be on the buffet. You'll start with Ybor City Cobb Salad, mini Cuban sandwiches. We have the Buffalo New York Salem Smokehouse Hot Dog Station, Council Oak Chili, Pasta Carbonara. We've got Barbecue Brisket, Pastrami Carving Station, the Cigar City Ice Cream Sunday Station. You get two drink tickets, unlimited sodas and waters, whiskey samplings, craft beer samplings, a special commemorative gift with the Pleasure Fest logo, all for 150 bucks, and we only have one Junior Cabana Suite for six still available. All the details at CigarDave.com. It is an all-VIP event. Tickets are very limited. They are moving quickly, lieutenants. So go to CigarDave.com right now. The Cigar Dave Alpha Pleasure Fest at the Hard Rock uh, Seminole Casino, Saturday, November 22nd, 10 a.m. to 3 p.m. Details, CigarDave.com. All right, Joey and Justin, let's move on to your... Hellas Lager, then hotter than Hellas Lager. Now, when we first tasted this, I think two years ago, it was only available on a limited basis. But now, it is available year-round. 
year-round six-pack cans. You can find it at your local local supermarket. Well, find for it. those that live in Florida. Correct. Excuse because me. remember, we're nationwide yes, and I, around the world. We have yes, listeners sir. now in Greece and in Europe and in, in even Afghanistan and as well as uh, Australia. So, But if you live in the state of Florida, you're, you're in good, good Anywhere shape. Cigar City products are sold. There you go. <laughs> All right. So tell me about this as we say cheers very quickly. I will do that. Very nice. Cheers. So... So even though the name does say Hotter Than Hellas, it is our little pun here at the brewery. It is uh, it is just a traditional German Hellas, Munich Hellas. Mm. And the Hotter Than Hellas is our joke to drink when it's hotter than Hellas outside. <laughs> and it is uh, here in the Cigar City in the summer. Exactly. But this is beautiful. Just a little bit more flavor than the cracker. A little yep. different flavor. But um, nice, subtle notes of muted spice, but just so approachable. And I think that's the key. You don't want a cigar that fights you. You don't want a beer that fights you. So the Hotter Than Hellas Lager, available now year-round. Yeah, and Hellas is just German for pale, so it is our, our take on a pale German lager. Beautiful. We have sampled now three beautiful beers from Cigar City Brewing. We will continue around the corner our Cigar Oktoberfest tasting maneuvers with Joey Redner, Justin Clark of Cigar City Brewing. Lieutenants, it is a wonderful time of year. Football, beer, cigars, nice weather at least here in the Sunshine State. We will come back, hour number two, right around the corner. Welcome to the Cigar Dave Show. If you'd like to join the Alpha Male Conversational Maneuvers, call me during the live show, Saturdays 12 noon to 2 p.m. Eastern Time at 877-DAVE-007. That's Saturdays 12 noon to 2 p.m. Eastern Time at 877-328-3007. This, this is CCRN, the Cigar Connoisseur Radio Network. Broadcasting from Humidor 1A in the cigar city of Tampa, Florida, USA. Welcome to the Cigar Dave Show, your weekly excursion into the world of cigars, spirits, and diversions. The cigar and pleasure-friendly hotlines are open. 877-DAVE-007. Now, fire up a cigar and pour yourself a cocktail. It's time for the General Cigar Dave. Well, we have moved the Ford Theater of Operations on field trip maneuvers as we have left Humidor 1A, our friendly confines of Humidor 1A, but we are in another uh, most welcoming place. We are at the tasting room in the facility of Cigar City Brewing in Tampa, Florida, USA, where we are conducting Cigar Oktoberfest tasting maneuvers. Yes, it is November 1st, lieutenants. However, by general five-star authority, I'm extending Oktoberfest for one additional day so we can conduct our annual large Cigar Oktoberfest tasting maneuver show. We have Joey Redner, the CEO and founder of Cigar City Brewing, Justin Clark, Vice President of Sales and Marketing of Cigar City Brewing, that are joining us, and we have sampled thus far three wonderful beers from Cigar City Brewing. We started with their Oktoberfest German-style Fest beer. We then moved on to their Florida Cracker, and then the Hotter Than Hellas Lager. All outstanding beers, very smooth, wonderful accompaniments to my Aging Room F55 Quattro by Boutique Blends, which is the October 2014 Officers Club selection. I welcome you back to our number two, Lieutenants. 
If, uh, as always, I invite you to follow me along at Twitter, at Cigar Dave Show. We're posting pictures. We're giving you information, all the details on what we're enjoying. Facebook.com slash Cigar Dave. And, of course, Cigar Dave Com. And uh, my pleasure to welcome back Joey Redner and Justin Clark to our Cigar Dave microphones. Gentlemen, uh, I have to tell you that when people get together and they're enjoying a cigar or they're enjoying beer or bourbon or whatever the case is, yes, they want top shelf uh, products. But we always say it's not just what you're smoking or what you're drinking, but it's the company you keep. And I think that's the same thing when it comes to beers, where you're having a cigar, you're having beer, you throw a steak on the grill, and you're with people where, I say it's primitive Twitter, you're actually having a one-on-one conversation. You know, it's Twitter before Twitter, where you actually converse in more than 140 characters, and there's something that is so basic about that, yet when you think about it, it is the camaraderie, the fellowship, and uh, there's something about having a cigar in one hand and a beer in the other. I, I definitely concur. <laughs> that, that was easy. See? Well said. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we'll wrap up this hour, Lieutenants. That, that, that's pretty much it. But uh, And, Justin, of course, you being in the sales and marketing arena, you're out at different places, whether it is on-premises venues or restaurants or conducting tastings, and you see the same thing. It's not just the beer. It's the fact that people want to enjoy themselves, enjoy the whole experience. And, and you talk about camaraderie and conversation. You'll notice here in the tasting room, we have televisions, but they're not showing TV. They're actually just showing production in the brewery. Because when you're here at our pub, we want you to talk to your neighbor and have that real-life Twitter dialogue in more than 144 characters. And and uh, the only other television is a menu board to show what beers we are serving at the time. I was just noticing that, and I was wondering what, uh, what you were showing on there. So that is the menu board right there. And we're going to take a picture, and we'll tweet that on Facebook out, lieutenants, because one of the things, uh, Joey, that I've noticed when you first started a number of years, and this is what, year four? Uh, we're actually, we'll be six in March. Is it so six? We're Man, in time flies. Year. Yeah, okay, yeah. Fifth, fifth year. You started with maybe like three, four taps. Mm-hmm. Now you've got like 20 different taps, and you've got pretty much everything available, and we're taking pictures, and we're going to post that, but... Things have changed. You have a huge selection now. Uh, and, again, if people want something, this is the place to do it, to, to get it. Because you may not be able to get it at a bar or in a supermarket or a, a, a beer retailer, but you can find it here at the Cigar City Brewing Tasting Room. Okay. Variety is the spice of life, and we, we've always been very prolific. We, we, we love to explore styles. We love to explore different ingredients. And we, we certainly don't want to rest on our laurels. We, we keep trying new things, and we keep trying to perfect the, the things that we already are doing. Now, tell us the process of creating a new beer. Is it the kind of, is it a collaborative effort where you all sit around over an existing beer and a cigar and say, you know, I got this idea. Let's try this. Is that how it works? Or how does it how does, give us the process? That's one of the processes. We, uh, we try to foster a very creative environment here. Of course, Wayne, our head brewer that we mentioned earlier, is designing a lot of our recipes. But we have a very talented brewing team, and we encourage them to be creative. And they write new recipes, and we put them in our uh, Torcedores series, which is, and you know, obviously in the cigar terms, it's the rollers. So we've adapted that for what we do, and we use it as our brewers. So it's a recipe that one of our brewers has come up with, and not just Wayne, our head brewer. So they get a chance to shine on the big system and do do their own type of recipes. But honestly, people in the front office can come up with ideas um you know we'll take an idea from anyone in in the company and you know they might need to work with a brewer to execute it but uh you know they're going out and exposed to other wonderful libations out there and might have a great idea so we want to incorporate that and we'll try something new and to that point uh as joey mentioned we're in our fifth year and we've had over 500 unique beers produced out of this facility um that you can go uh 
read about and get some tasting notes on either like ratebeer.com or Beer Advocate. So we are always doing new things. Uh, so we need to throw a steak on the grill, fire up a cigar sometime in the next few weeks, and come up with the General's five-star creation, <laughs> which I already know what I want. I've got an idea and what type of spirit barrel I would like it aged in. So I think we should come up with that. We'll have a... Well, Worst case, we have a great time talking about it. <laughs> You've mentioned steak twice now, and I'm getting pretty hungry. I know. Well, you know, we'll throw a T-bone on the grill. Nice. Uh, don't worry. And by the way, you know, of course, I am the founding member of PETA. Yes. People eating tasty animals. <laughs> so we're, we're, we're all, we're all squared away. You got it. Done deal. Well done, Pittsburgh style. Yes. <laughs> all right. Before we go back to some of your, we've got, we've got the Cigar City uh, Brewing Apricot Grove, an invasion that we'll get to, and then we have four others. But let's... Um, go outside the uh, the Cigar City Brewing realm here a little bit. And one of the things I find interesting, Joey and Justin, is that you're not afraid to sample other brewers' products. And, in fact, I know, Joey, you've told me when you traveled, you like seeking out other people's products because there is that camaraderie like cigars. Yeah, you know, it, it, a lot of what, to me, what makes a city a city or a region a region is is the things that are unique to it. You know, you, you, you go to San Francisco, you get sourdough bread. Uh, you know, Buffalo created the Buffalo Wing. Th- those regional variances... Tampa is the cigar city. It gives you an experience. And one of the things when you visit a place is the beer. The beer is unique to that area. So when we travel, you know, I, I don't, they're serving my beer and I'm, you know, in another city. I'm not ordering it. I want to see what's going on in that area. Um, and that, you know, that it, 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 it opens you up to new ideas and new f- flavor combinations. But it just... It, it, it's also an enjoyment thing for me. I didn't get into this industry um, to take over the world and have everyone drink my beer. I got into this industry because I really love beer. Right. And, th- and that's the most important thing. You have a passion for it. And if you didn't love beer and were making beer, I think there would be something that would be a little bit, something would be off because you have to have the passion number one. Uh, it's like somebody that, that says, I'm a cigar manufacturer, but I don't smoke cigars. Yeah. You're missing out on the passion. That's, that's part of the enjoyment is be able to create something and see it from inception to conclusion. So you love beer. That's the first thing. And we obviously, uh, you know, we, we believe we make some great beer as well. But if you'll notice on our guest taps, we have beers from other breweries because they're making great beer as well. So here at our own brewery, we have right now we have uh, Sierra Nevada on and uh, another uh, another local brewery. So we, we enjoy their beers and serve them here as well. That's part of the that's part of our industry is just sharing the great fruits of each other's laurels as well. I remember a while back, uh, uh, gentlemen, I was here visiting and you introduced me to a brewer from... I think it was Washington State or somewhere out west who was spending three, four days with you here, just learning. And I'm sure you do the same thing to get ideas. Uh, is there some sort of craft brewing convention or conference? There is. It's little, it's called the Craft Brewers Conference this year. It's going to be in Portland, Oregon, um, and it's you know it. It is this industry is a lot more collegial uh, than I think most in- industries are, and you know we've offered a lot of help to people sort of that come have come behind us, but we've also been really given a hand up by other people in the industry that right. when we've had uh, technical challenges, we've reached out and people have offered to help us, and I think right. it's you know it's there is a, a genuine interest in the industry to protect the quality of the product. Because, you know, no one can hurt you worse than someone who's, who's carrying that craft name, who is craft beer, and then it's not good. A consumer tries it, says, oh, I've had craft beer, I've had craft IPAs, I don't like them. Because it wasn't well made. So, so there, is a, there is definitely a, an idea towards making sure that we protect the quality. Well, certainly we're going to compete against each other, and certainly, right. you know, there's limited tap space and limited shelf space. But let's compete 
against each other with excellent products. Right. And when you look at it, you're at capacity here. So everything you make, you're selling. You certainly want to expand, but I don't think you want to expand just for the sake of expansion. You want to still make quality beer. The worst thing that could happen to you is you expand, and all of a sudden people say, you know, that Cigar City brewing beer, not what it used to be. And I know that that's probably first and foremost on both your minds. Absolutely. One chance to make a first impression, and we're exposing new people to craft beer daily, so we don't want to, we don't want to miss that opportunity. And, and one thing you're talking about exposing people, if you go into the Tampa International Airport, uh, and I want to say it's Concourse C. C. That is correct. Concourse C, which is where Southwest is out of. Southwest and AirTran. And AirTran. Well, AirTran's going away as of today. It's <laughs> oh, gone. It's, today's the day? Today's the day. All it's right. gone. It's so now correct, South- Southwest. And, and AirTran was a good little airline. They ran a nice operation. Uh, but it's the Southwest Terminal, and they're packed there. And when you go in past security, you make a left and another left, you have the Cigar City uh, Brew Pub right there. And we actually brew out there. It was very important for us. Oh, you do? Us. Yeah, we, we have do. a little barrel-and-a-half system, and there's beers that are made out there. The only place you can get them is... Airside C at the Tampa International Airport. You know, I have room uh, in the Cigar Dave uh, uh, Lounge, a cigar lounge at the Pleasure Palace. I think we need a uh, one-and-a-half uh, keg brewing system <laughs> there or whatever it is. Uh, I think that's pretty good. Now, how many, what, you say it's what, a one-and-a-half keg? One-and-a-half uh, barrel. One-and-a-half yeah. barrel. So, so it'll so produce three kegs at a time. Three kegs at a time. Uh, so that's really talking about microbrewing. Oh, yeah. It's nano-brewery, really. Nano-brewing. Yeah. Yeah, we double batch, so we have a three-barrel fermenter, so you'll, you'll brew twice, and then you actually yield six half-barrel kegs. So, you know, it'll last a decent amount. Now, of course, we support it with our other brands sure. that are brewed here. Um, but it, it's a nice, you know, you're, you're going through all the rigmarole of travel. That's never fun. It's nice to be able to say, you know what, that brew was actually brewed here specifically for me. And that's the only way to get it. You have to have a you have ticket. To be there. you, you got to have a ticket to fly or you can't get you it. You can't get it. Exactly. All right. Well, next time I'm at the Southwest Terminal, I'm going to have to check that out. And uh, then you're going to have to tell me where I buy one of those one-and-a-half uh, <laughs> barrel systems because that actually is pretty cool. If somebody really wants to do it right, I guess they could probably do that. Would that meet the law of homebrewing, or is it too big? Uh, you know, really, there's no limit on what, what qualifies as a professional brewer. If you wanted to go get licensed federally and by the state and brew a gallon at a time, you could. I, I wouldn't recommend it. It would be ridiculous. But you technically could be a, a, a commercial brewery, and there's no limit to size. Um, you know, the nano breweries, the really small breweries, and I kind of defend nano by three barrels and under. Right. Um, they're, they're very popular right now. Of the 3,500 breweries that, that Justin alluded to, I'd say probably a good thousand of them are producing a thousand barrels or less a year. So, so a lot of breweries are doing small production. In effect, they're really, uh, you know, they're really pubs or bars that brew right. some of their own beer on site. Most of them have to bring in other beer to right. sell just to keep the taps full. Well, gentlemen, uh, Guinness is tapping the luxury beer market. They are coming out with the 1759, which is their first signature series beer, uh, a departure from the standard Guinness. It is a 9% alcohol by volume amber ale based on a 200-year-old recipe using a blend of traditional beer malt and peated whiskey malt uh, along with Guinness yeast. comes in a black Cajun cork top bottle, velvet line box, 90,000 bottles, 25.4-ounce bottles, suggested retail, thirty-four ninety-nine. Top end, top shelf. So I guess, Joey, if I made a gallon at a time and could sell it at 35 bucks for 25 ounces, maybe it would be worth it. But that's certainly on the high end for beer. It sounds like there's a lot of money in packaging, too. It I was like going to say. <laughs> yeah, and remember, Guinness is owned by Diageo, so they're going to use some of those peated uh, whiskey malt uh, barrels uh, 
from their whiskey uh, companies that they own. So very interesting. But we're now seeing, just like in bourbon and in cigars, you see them go upscale. Now we're seeing that. But I have a feeling, eh, you know, 35 bucks for 26 ounces, that's a little bit on the steep side. That, that's definitely reaching the higher end, but as, as it was mentioned, it is a limited product, and they distribute worldwide. Yeah. So, uh, so I imagine it'll be just about the right amount. But, you know, one of the things that, that, that has always struck me about beer is, you know, take $35 and go to a wine shop and tell them you want the best wine they have. That $35 isn't even going to let you sniff the cork. That's exactly right. It, because, you know, you're starting in the two $300 plus dollar range, the most expensive beers in the world. You can walk in with $20 and get what's considered the best beer in the world, walk out with the beer, and change. Yeah, and it's not just about what you're spending, but again, who you're enjoying it with, right. the, the, the camaraderie. Just like a cigar, you don't have to spend $30, $40, $20 for a cigar. You can get a great cigar for $3, 4 5 $6. And it's the same thing with beer. Your beers are, have won awards that are world class, so it's the exact same thing. All right, lieutenants, we will continue. It is Cigar Oktoberfest tasting maneuvers today from the brew pub at Cigar City Brewing's headquarters here in Tampa. We're uh, joined by Joey Redner, Justin Clark, our special guest today. Lieutenants, don't forget the Cigar Dave Alpha Pleasure Fest at The Rock, Saturday, November 22nd at the Seminole Hard Rock Casino and Hotel in Tampa. It is a day of cigars, spirits, delicacies. You are going to get six cigars, some Avos, some Davidoffs, a Zeno, uh, Z-Class Platinum, great food, great samplings of beer and, and uh, whiskeys. It is an alpha pleasure fest all the way. Tickets $150, very limited. We'll be right by the pool broadcasting live. Go to CigarDave.com for all the details, and we will continue right around the corner. Get three premium cigars each month shipped directly to you. These cigars are selected by the general himself and come in a reusable, customized, zippered pouch. Sign up for the Cigar Dave Officers Club at CigarDave.com. The sword, a symbol of strength, honor, and prestige. The sword, the symbol of Monte Cristo. Introducing the new Espada by Monte Cristo. Inspired by the superior craftsmanship of legendary sword makers. Celebrating a unique collaboration between premium cigar authorities. Blended by the Monte Cristo's talented Grupo de Maestros. Crafted by the renowned Placencia family with vintage-aged tobaccos. The first Monte Cristo made with 100% Nicaraguan tobacco. Rich, majestic, complex. The Espada by Monte Cristo. A cigar of pure taste and true elegance. Try an Espada by Monte Cristo at your local tobacconist today. And visit us on Facebook and Twitter at The Cigar Life. Cigars are not a safe alternative to cigarettes. This is The General, inviting you to join me on Saturday, November 22nd from 10 a.m. to 3 p.m. for the Cigar Dave Alpha Pleasure Fest at The Rock. It will take place poolside at the Seminole Hard Rock Hotel and Casino in the Cigar City. It will be an afternoon of Alpha Pleasure Maneuvers, including great cigars, delicious spirits, 
and delicious delicacies. Your five-star VIP ticket includes guaranteed assigned seating, six premium cigars, a full alpha lunch buffet fit for the alpha male. You'll also get two drink tickets for beer, wine, and distilled spirits, craft beer samplings, whiskey samplings, a special commemorative gift with the Cigar Dave Alpha Pleasure Fest logo, all for $150 per person. We also have executive cabana suite for 10 and a junior cabana suite. Head to CigarDave.com for ticket details and to purchase your tickets for the Cigar Dave Alpha Pleasure Fest at The Rock, Saturday, November 22nd in the Cigar City of Tampa. It's an exquisite day here at the Jensen Estate patio overlooking the 13th green. And we're underway. Jim Jensen has chosen his favorite stick. The Diamond Crown Number no. 4 by J.C. Newman. See the way he holds the cigar, Tom? Mm-hmm. Excellent balance and heft. Ooh, he's eyeing the silky Connecticut Shade Wrapper, fermented twice for the smoothest, richest flavor. And hand-rolled by the Fuente family with a blend of six to seven distinct Dominican and Caribbean basin tobacco leaves. Each lovingly aged for at least five years. Oh, now Jensen's lighting up the Diamond Crown. He's got a precision burn, Tom. Mm, those highly complex flavors with hints of dark chocolate really deliver, Bill. Yes, like all cigars in J.C. Newman's premium diamond crown line. That'd be the highly rated Maximus and the Julius Caesar. Ah, now Jensen's settling in, rolling the rich smoke through his nose. Look at the satisfaction on his face, Bill. Oh, a thing of beauty, Tom. Experience the premium diamond crown brand by J.C. Newman at select retailers or Diamond Crown Lounge near you. Find us on Facebook at J.C. Newman Cigar Co. or visit diamondcrown.com. and convenience. The general has turned on the no pleasure police sign. You may now feel free to enjoy the good life. And the good life includes cigars, it includes beer, it includes great delicacies, and we're enjoying two out of the three today as we conduct Cigar Oktoberfest tasting maneuvers from the Cigar City Brewing World Headquarters in Tampa, their, uh, ta- their, their brew pub. We've got Joey Redner, Justin Clark joining us. And gentlemen, we're going to go outside Cigar City Brewing here. We're going to go to Hebrew, the chosen beer. And gentlemen, this comes to us from uh, the Schmaltz Brewing Company. Used to be, I think, in New York City or in uh, Brooklyn, wasn't it? They were actually a contract brewery, and then they, they recently built a brewery in Clifton Park, New York, which is right near Saratoga. All right, so it's uh, just near in the Albany area. And uh, this is their Genesis Dry Hop Session Ale. It uses, uh, for malt, specialty two-row Munich, Kara Munich 40, wheat, Dark Crystal. Hops are Warrior, Centennial, and Cascade. The dry hop is Centennial, Cascade, and Simcoe. Gentlemen, does that mean anything to you? Uh, th- yes, it does. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm a big fan of Simcoe hops, actually. And what? Did, what? Give me the flavor complexion of Simcoe hops, and where are they from? Uh, well, they're uh, a varietal that was uh, developed in the Pack Northwest. At least that's what my memory is. Um, it's you get a lot of a lot of citrus, a lot of tropical fruit. Uh, it's getting to be a, a somewhat difficult hop to get uh, because a lot of brewers are incorporating it into their beer. Um, so it's something that you're starting to have to allocate two, three, four years out just to be able to keep up with it. Well, this is a, almost a deep rosado reddish golden color. Wonderful aroma. Just a fruity, very light aroma. I will say uh, L'chaim, since it is, of course, from Hebrew and Schmaltz Brewing. 
Hmm. Yeah, it's got some hoppiness on it. Yeah. But, but smooth, yeah. but, but not overpowering. It's a well-balanced beer. The, it is. The malt-to-hop ratio is, is really dead on. It's very, very nice. And what's nice about these styles, they're getting more and more popular. So it's kind of a heavily hopped beer. We get a lot of bitterness, and you're smelling yep. a lot of those tropical notes from those hops. But they're, they're, it's a dry-hopped session beer. Session beer meaning it's lower in alcohol. It's just 5.5% alcohol. So we can sit there and enjoy a six-pack at the grill back at the Pleasure Palace. Uh, we can sit there and enjoy great conversations and enjoy a few beers. Uh, very smooth, very nice. Very great beer. Very pleasant. Now, do you make something similar? Do you do session-type ale, or is that we, something you've looked at? We do. You know, our pale ales kind of fit that bill for us. Uh, we've, we've done some session IPAs, uh, but, you know, uh, we've got two of our pale ales here that we may get to. Um, but, yes, we do We do some beers that are, that are definitely in the session strength. All right, when we come back, we'll try the Belfast Bay Lobster Ale, a Young's Double Chocolate Stout. Can't wait to get to that. Then from Cigar City Brewing, we'll try their Apricot Grow their special invasion and then we've got still up the tony janice their maduro their jose marti and their highlight ipa as we continue cigar oktoberfest tasting maneuvers joey redner justin clark of cigar city brewing our guest we shall continue don't forget lieutenants the cigar dave alpha pleasure fest saturday november 22nd hard rock casino tampa cigardave.com for tickets and info A.J. Fernandez Cigars, known for producing consistently highly rated and sought-after cigars, is proud to unveil their latest cigar, New World. New World is a unique cigar which pays homage to the discovery of the then mystical smoking leaf called tobacco by the Europeans when their ships landed in what is now called the New World, a medium to full-bodied cigar with an amazing aroma. Smokers of New World will experience elements of sweetness, spiciness, and a very balanced and refined cigar. New World is a beautiful box-pressed cigar which is composed of a Jalapa binder, Viso Amatepe filter, Condega Lajero, Esteli Finca Soledad Lajero, and wrapped in a beautiful dark Nicaraguan wrapper. New World, a first-class cigar proudly launched by A.J. Fernandez Cigars. Experience this exceptional cigar and embark on the journey with New World. Stay connected with A.J. Fernandez by visiting us at www.ajfernandezcigars.com and follow us on Facebook. Enjoy the latest and greatest cigars shipped directly to you. Join the Cigar Dave Officers Club now, and you'll receive three premium cigars every month. Membership is just $22.95, including shipping and handling. Join by going to CigarDave.com now. That's CigarDave.com. Click on Officers Club. USDA certified alpha male with zero trace of wussification. It's the General Cigar Cigar Dave. Well, I can tell you, lieutenants, that the song you are hearing at one time was on the Billboard charts in Munich. Sometime, somewhere back in Germany. Not here in the United States, but we are celebrating Cigar Oktoberfest tasting maneuvers. Yes, it's November 1st, but by special five-star executive uh, caveat, 
I have extended Cigar Oktoberfest for one additional day. We're at the Cigar City uh, Brewing Brew Pub right here at their headquarters in the Cigar City of Tampa. Joy Redner just stepped out to check, actually, on one of the beers that you are brewing right now because he was called. They have a question to make sure it's being done properly. But Justin Clark, VP of Sales and Marketing, stays with us. And uh, uh, Justin... When people come from out of town, tell them how they can come here to the brewery because you're actually just about five minutes from Tampa International Airport. Very close. Yes, exactly. Uh, um, we are right, up, right at Dale Mabry and Spruce. Um, it's the intersection right behind a plaza with a Home Depot. We're in an industrial park behind here. Um, and you could ask any cab driver, Uber driver, and they'll get you right here to Cigar City Brewing. Yeah, Uber, you didn't say that a year or two ago, but now Uber, Lyft, all these other uh, unique places. I yes. tell you, things have changed. And, uh, right, you tell them Cigar City Brewing lieutenants, they will know exactly where. You just tell them the Cigar City Brewing uh, Brewery and, uh, and and headquarters, they'll know right where to take you. And, and Justin, what are the hours of your brew pub? Uh, we are open here. Every day we open up at 11. Uh, Sunday through Thursday we close at 11 p.m. Friday and Saturday we close at 1 a.m. And you also have a brew pub restaurant that you opened in one of the northern suburbs in the Northdale area just about uh, maybe eight ten miles north of here correct it's usually on traffic on dale mary it takes us about 20 minutes to get there but it's a chef driven concept we actually brew on site out there and we use a different house yeast out there so they they are creating their own unique recipes and then of course they support some of the brands that we make here as well and uh, we're doing a lot of local grass-fed meats local seafood and uh, vegetables and the menu is ever-changing seasonally over there now when you say a house yeast what does that mean so that's the yeast that they tend to use most often you're never handcuffed to only have to use one yeast but uh, they use a yeast strain called forbidden fruit and uh, Tim Ogden, our head brewer out there for the brew pub, uh, he, he really likes that yeast for some of the flavors because that yeast does provide a lot of flavor to the beer. You know, we were talking earlier uh, with the lager yeast that usually are letting the ingredients of the beer showcase on their own. This yeast does create some flavors, and he likes to use that in his beers. So that's the, the yeast strain that is most most often used in that brewery. And what is the yeast, how does that add to the flavor, taste, complexion of a beer? Um, it, will, it, it honestly depends a lot um, on the yeast strain itself, but uh, it can give you some clove-like notes, depending on a banana notes. Um, different esters, fruity esters, can come from the yeast and affect the flavor of the beer. Now, do you keep the yeast in perpetuity? Do you keep it growing? Is that is that the correct concept? Uh, yeah, well, we don't use it forever. Um, we go through a certain amount of generations, but now um, as we're constantly um, investing into our lab, yeast, you don't make beer without yeast. We can have everything else, and if yeast doesn't do his job we don't have beer so okay. yeast is an extremely important part to this operation and we're investing heavily in uh, in our yeast handling practices as well as propagation where we can buy you know from a lab a small amount of yeast right. and we can we can grow it up to a large enough batch to to uh, ferment you know 120 barrel batch of beer interesting so and we're we're looking at cell viability it's making sure the yeast is healthy, and, and depending on how the yeast look is depends how many generations. But usually we're like six to eight generations, and then we start with a new yeast. And as you've grown, you have the ability now with your lab to bring certainly more advanced techniques. Because yes. you have the capital to do so, now you don't have to rely on outside firms. Now you're doing it in-house. Exactly. And there are, the, there are outside labs, though, that keep a very consistent, because yeast can mutate. They can mutate with other yeast, and they're not being true to that style of yeast. So you always, they keep labs that have the very purest form of the yeast, but instead of purchasing large quantities from them, we can purchase very small quantities and build them up ourselves. Gotcha. So it's very great. All right, before we get back to some Cigar City uh, brewing uh, um 
recipes. Let's talk about a beer that you're familiar with, the Belfast Bay Lobster Ale. Now, when I think of lobster ale, I'm thinking it's got to be from Maine. Uh, you are accurate there. All right. I'm thinking uh, if it's lobster, it's probably got to be on the a little bit of sweetness. I mean, lobster, when you, when you eat lobster, let me open it up and, and, and tell me about this beer. So uh, it is it is made up in uh, the Belfast Bay region of Maine, and it is their red ale. And um, I haven't had it in a couple of years, but it is a maltier red ale, so it's a little bit sweeter, like you said. It is around 6% alcohol, so a little bit higher than what we've had thus far. Um, and you'll notice probably some caramel and toffee notes to this. And uh, like you said, uh, you nailed it. And I think they're going with lobster ale uh, because it is a red ale. Lobsters, when they're cooked, are red, you know. The main lobster. And it says Belfast Bay Brewing is near the Canadian provinces of New Brunswick and Nova Scotia, known for their red ale breweries. They also make the McGovern's Oatmeal Stout, which is a silver medal winner. But we'll try the, we should probably not call it lobster ale, lobster. Lobster Lobster. ale. Let's have a lobster. Park the car, then we'll have a lobster ale. So I will say cheers. Cheers, General. And nice notes. Uh, Very, very fruity. uh, uh, Very expansive notes uh, on the nose. Hmm. So not as much hot bitterness no, of course, it's as smooth. the last beer we had. Definitely. Again, this is a beautiful hot summery beer where you yep. can drink yep. you know, all day and not overly not overly heavy. Uh, medium hop flavor and aroma. A um, little bit of little bit of tartness, yep. but overall very smooth. Definitely fuller than your Oktoberfest or your Hellas or your Cracker. Yes, definitely. Definitely. But let's take one more sip. Mmm. That's very, very pleasant. Medium toasted cigar probably would go best with this. Yeah, you know, I think um, I could see, like, uh, I'm telling you, I think the Julius Caesar by Diamond Crown right here of Tampa I think would be great. I think you could go nicely with an H. Upman vintage Cameroon. The Cameroon wrapper would go very, very nicely. I think the Perdomo, uh, Perdomo Habano in the in – the, um, uh, you could do a Maduro with it, but that may be a little bit heavy. But I would say in the Habano I think would be just uh, the Perdomo Habano – I think would be just perfect. That would be a very nice uh, accompaniment. So let's now move on to the Apricot Grove American Sour by Cigar City Brewing. This is one of yours. Yeah. What exactly is an American Sour? So I'm kind of excited for you to try this one. Um, I'm not sure, you know, if it'll be in your wheelhouse, but it is something out there. That's why we wanted to make sure you got a chance to try it. So this beer is going to be intentionally sour. We actually... Um, we sour it over a weekend long in our kettle. So we will not bring wild yeast strains in our brewery because it could affect all of the other beers that we're making. The only way we're comfortable doing it is in a process known as kettle souring. So we use a wild yeast called lactobacillus that is naturally occurring on the grain husks, and we allow that to get into the wort and sour it over the weekend. But since it's maintained in our kettle, kettle obviously we can boil, which would then sanitize and kill off any yeast. When we come back in on, say, Monday morning, we'll fire up our kettle to bring that... um, that wort to a boil, which will kill off that wild yeast strain, and then we'll ferment, finish fermenting it with another clean, if you would, Belgian yeast strain. So give that one a try, and what is unique is when beers were first made, they were fermented wildly. You know, there's the old stories of people leaving, you know, um, some liquids out, and maybe, you know, the wild yeast got in and what fermented those sugars and turned it into beer. So it's uh, the concept behind this, and then this one is our apricot grove. So we've added some freshly pureed apricots to give this uh, a unique twist. And the alcohol varies depending on the fermentation. So this one particularly is around 7% 7 alcohol. All right, so I will say cheers, Justin. I'm, I'm waiting for the 
for the apricot sourness. Here we go. Oh, boy. <laughs> Ouch. <laughs> oh, as Johnny Coase would say, oh, my. That is sour. Yes, and, and it, it, believe it or not, there is quite an audience that are looking really? for sour beers, and they're pretty difficult to pull off because there is appropriate, purposefully made Ooh. sour beers, and then there is accidentally sour, accidental sour beers. Um, so we, this beer is intended to be sour. We make it sour, and a lot of people in our Florida climate are finding those tart beers to be more refreshing um, because it makes you want to take that other sip in the hot weather, and with the addition of the fruits, it, you can smell the apricot notes in it, and it, it does give it a little sweetness in the finish as well. It, I, I tell you where I notice it is in the rear quadrants of the back of my tongue. That's where you get that, that tartness, that, that not sour, but that really tarty type of tang. It's, now, I took a second sip, and it's kind of growing on me. Yes. But I would tell you, as a regular daily type beer, definitely not. However, this would be the kind of thing where if you put in a little snifter, mm-hmm. maybe in the evening with, and I don't even know what kind of cigar would go with this because it's such a unique flavor complexion. You need something that's going to be a little bit on the more flavorful side, a medium to full flavored cigar. But take one more sip here. I taste the raspberry on the front and then that tartness and sourness on the back. Oh, boy. And that is a beer that, you know, a lot of people, I don't like beer because that doesn't taste like any beer, quote, unquote, that you have tried. So a lot of wine drinkers uh, find themselves uh, gravitating towards the sour beers because it doesn't taste like any beer they've ever had. Well, I think I'm ready for something a little bit tamer, and we are going to move into the Invasion Pale Ale, and we talk about the Cigar City. We talk about Gasparilla, which is the equivalent of, like, our Mardi Gras, and it occurs every February here in the Cigar City with a fictional pirate known as Jose Gaspar uh, coming on his uh, boat to invade the Cigar City. And so you've come up with the Invasion Pale Ale, which is a very popular brew. Yeah, this is a highly hopped uh, American pale ale. You're going to get a lot of tropical fruit notes to this. And this, with our Florida Cracker, are always neck and neck for our number two best-selling beer. And this beer has only been packaged into six-packs not quite a year. We rolled it out this January, so it was ready in time for our Gasparilla Fest. And uh, we... At the brewery, this has become a favorite because it is only 5% alcohol, so we're able to enjoy a couple uh, after-work beers and still get home safely. Now, a lot of flavor in it. I'm noticing a grassy aroma on the nose. Yeah, this is a a heavily hopped beer. The hops for this are coming out of the Pacific Northwest, um, and there's a lot of high alpha acids, so there'll be a good amount of bitterness in the finish of this, Um, but, uh, you know, it's, it's not a ton of malt, so it's not heavy on the palate. Um, but just a very refreshing beer that, that you can definitely session this beer. Well, you said it has a lot of alpha acids, correct? Yes, sir. General. Well, as America's alpha male, I think that goes very well. So Justin will say cheers. This is the Invasion Pale Ale by Cigar City Brewing. That's nice. It's yeah. got a, 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 again, that aroma has that grassiness, like fresh-cut lawn. Yep. And when you go to sip it, you notice it. Almost, I shouldn't say lawn. It, it's more of a... There's some shrubs that have a, uh, like a fern or, or, or almost a, um, trying to think, um, trying to get the exact, it's like a combination grassiness with almost like a, a not a shrub, but a. Um, Are you getting any uh, citrus notes? Like maybe. A little citrusy on there. Like, yeah. And it's almost like a very fresh outdoorsy. 
type yeah. of aroma. Like uh, maybe an orange blossom, not as much the Yeah, like fruit. an orange blossom, but just a very fresh, almost natural type of uh, aroma. Like if you're in a field yep. or you're in a Really big, clean. Yeah, very clean. Exactly. Awesome. Exactly. Very nice. And the taste? Mm. Definitely a little hoppier. Yep. Oh, yeah. A little bit more spice on this. But the Invasion Pale Ale, and you say this is your second largest seller. It sure is. And, and you know, where Cigar City products are found, uh, you'll find that right alongside of our Highlight IPA. Beautiful. Well, so far we have sampled the Cigar City Brewing Oktoberfest German-style Fest beer, the Hotter Than Hellas Lager, the Florida Cracker, the Apricot Grove American Sour, the Invasion Pale Ale. We've tried the, let's see here, we had the, from Genesis Brewing, their Hebrew Dry Hop Session Ale, the Belfast Bay Lobster Ale. When we come back, we will hit some, uh, I think we'll just hit two of these. We're going to do the Young's Double Chocolate Stout. I'll pass on the Bud Light, uh, Justin. I think we'll pass on that we one. We have water for you. I'm sure, I'm sure you do. And then we're going to try from Southern Tier, another very successful brewery like Cigar City Brewing. Their Creme Brulee, it is a stout brewed with vanilla beans. And then we'll do the Tony Janus Pale Ale, the Maduro Brown Ale, the Jose Marti India Porter, and the Highlight IPA as the final and concluding segment of this special Cigar Oktoberfest Tasting Maneuver edition of the Cigar Dave Show comes your way next. Have you seen the new CigarDave.com yet? Listen to the show, check out videos of the general, and sign up for the Officers Club. It's all available at CigarDave.com. Wow, the new Super Lee Hero from Rocky Patel. That's right. This seed took years of development. This is a new varietal from Costa Rica. Years of planning, years of research, and working with the Placencia family, we have a seed called the Super Ligero. That's the magic in this new cigar. This cigar has a unique wrapper from St. Augustine from the mountains of Honduras. That's right, Nemish, and that's why this cigar is so special because it has a character that is very, very different than all of the cigars. In fact, whether you're a novice, amateur, professional, full-body smoker, you're gonna love this cigar, because this character with the Super Ligero and the St. Augustine wrapper just delivers a lot of unique flavors that everyone's gonna enjoy. Look for it in your local retailers coming this October. This is The General, inviting you to join me on Saturday, November 22nd from 10 a.m. to 3 p.m. for the Cigar Dave Alpha Pleasure Fest at The Rock. It will take place poolside at the Seminole Hard Rock Hotel and Casino in the Cigar City. It will be an afternoon of Alpha Pleasure Maneuvers, including great cigars, delicious spirits, and delicious delicacies. Your five-star VIP ticket includes guaranteed assigned seating, six premium cigars, a full Alpha Lunch Buffet fit for the Alpha Male. You'll also get two drink tickets for beer, wine, and distilled spirits, craft beer samplings, whiskey samplings, a special commemorative gift with the Cigar Dave Alpha Pleasure Fest logo, all for $150 per person. We also have Executive Cabana Suite for 10 and a Junior Cabana Suite. Head to CigarDave.com for ticket details and to purchase your tickets for the Cigar Dave Alpha Pleasure Fest at The Rock, Saturday, November 22nd in the Cigar City of Tampa.
Eisenhower, MacArthur, Schwarzkopf, and Cigar Dave. All great American generals. All right, final segment from the Cigar City Brewing Brew Pub here in the Cigar City of Tampa. Cigar Oktoberfest tasting maneuvers rejoined once again by Joey Redner. Joey got everything squared away back in the brewery. I know they needed you for some very important decisions, and we could see it on the monitor here. It looks as though you're climbing on one of the tanks. And we've got Justin Clark rejoining us. So, uh, gentlemen, my remaining minutes, we're going to try to whip through about six beers. First up, we have the Young's Double Chocolate Stout. And, Justin, as you said, it is dessert in a glass. Yeah, this is a great beer. I enjoy this beer. This is like coffee coming right out. The aroma on it, you can de- dark chocolate without any question. This is 5.2% alcohol by volume, won many awards. And uh, this particular beer, I think you said, is uh, what, a British beer? It is. It is out of the UK. Yes, Ooh. sir. Wow. That is like drinking dark chocolate. Yeah, they didn't lie on the label, did they? No, they did not. <laughs> that is incredible. Dark chocolatey taste. It is, uh, it, it's like Godiva on the palate. It is beautiful. <laughs> Next up, a very successful brewery like Cigar City Brewing, like you gentlemen. This is Southern Tier Brewing. They're just south of Buffalo. And this is their Blackwater Series, Creme Brulee, a stout brewed with vanilla beans. Again, coming out, it looks dark chocolate like coffee. I'll let you gentlemen try that. comes in a big bottle. And this particular, I'm just smelling the aroma. Wow. It is, you can take vanilla, a little chocolate. This is like a dessert, uh, this is really like a dessert beer. And I'll say cheers to uh, to you both gentlemen. Cheers. Uh, there we go. Perfect. We'll take a sip of this. Now this one is uh, almost double the alcohol of the last one. This is uh, just wow. under 10% alcohol. And this is an imperial milk stout, lightly carbonated. It's definitely medium to fuller bodied, I think. Um, deep, dark. Actually, it's pretty nice. Go great on some ice cream. Yeah, this is very nice. And Southern Tier, uh, I'm sure you gentlemen know them. They've had a very big uh, success story like both of you. Yeah, they are, um, and they're up out of the uh, uh, New York. So it's, it's The nicer part of New York, yeah. the western New York, near ah. Buffalo. <laughs> there you go. People are, uh, always tell me, they go, now, Buffalo, is that like you know close to New York City? I'm like, yeah, it's only a 450-mile ride. <laughs> <laughs> it's like from Tallahassee to Miami. All right, let's now move into... Four remaining beers from Cigar City Brewing. Tony Janus Pale Ale. Joey Tony Janus, the first gentleman to actually commence scheduled air service in the United States between Tampa and St. Petersburg. A short flight, but a historic flight, and you commemorate that. Yeah, so, you know, when we were going to be putting a, a, a brewery in the airport, we figured it was only fitting to, to draw attention to the first commercial uh, scheduled uh, airline flight, and so Tony Janus is as uh, an American Pale Ale, and then we we give a further nod to Tampa. This one actually has a little bit of Spanish cedar in it. This is great. I just I just had this, and I'm an aviator myself, a pilot. So far, the Tony Janus Pale Ale is the Cigar Day five star winner. Love it, and you a little bit of cedar in there too, Joey. Yep. yep. Mm. That is magnificent. Let's move on to the ah. We've got some. Cubano-style espresso. I will save this for next week. But we now move to the Maduro Brown Ale. Again, a tribute to cigars, Maduro Brown Ale. Tell me about this. This was actually the uh, the first beer we ever made here at Cigar City Brewing. It's a 5.5% Northern English Brown Ale. So you're going to get some um, toffee notes, some caramel, as well as kind of some coffee notes. Though there's no coffee in this beer, as well as uh, some bitter chocolate. As we were talking about earlier, the kilning and the roasting of the malts. This uses some darker malts. Great with uh, earthy foods and uh, and a Maduro cigar and perfectly a little sweetness. Paired. 
This would go beautifully. And, gentlemen, the Maduro Brown Ale has just knocked out the Tony Janus <laughs> Pale Ale. That's my favorite. This is magnificent. I mean, this you could have for breakfast. It's that good. Just yeah, so, so you know, where the, st- where the stouts and porter sort of go, Brown Ale is sort of that starting point. So it, it can be a little bit more approachable for, for, for people that are, are nervous about trying a dark beer. Brown Ales are, are kind of that entry level. Now, let's move to Jose Marti, the India Porter. I'll say cheers. And you will tell me about that. Justin, why don't you tell me about it? So Jose Marti is, a, is another local reference. As you can see, there's kind of a trend here. We are really proud to be in the Tampa Bay area, the cigar city of America. And Jose Marti is an American porter. It's a highly hopped porter. Um, it's, it's about 8% alcohol. Really dark, roasty notes. But you'll notice this one finishes a little more bitter it does. than the last one. A little bit more of an espresso taste to it. Yep. yep. And then there's a lot more hops in this beer than there yeah. was in the Maduro. Yeah, the Maduro is very smooth, notes yep. of sweetness. This is fuller, not bitter, but just a little bit of uh, tang on the palate. And definitely got a little bit of, uh, of that hoppiness, as I like to say, on the back. But very, very nice. Um, and again, in that same dark style. Then... The final one, which is the number one selling. This was your original beer, correct, Joey? No, Maduro was actually Maduro the first was your beer first. we brewed, but Maduro and Highlight were the first two beers. Okay, Highlight IPA is the number one selling beer from Cigar City Brewing. So I will say cheers, and as we do that, Joey, tell me about your flagship beer. So Highlight is a, an American IPA, 7.5%, so it's it's really high on the IPA scale. IPAs go anywhere from around 6 to 7.5%, and then you get into the double IPA range past 7.5. So we're right on that borderline between IPA and double IPA. Big full-bodied beer, lots of hop aroma and flavor. It is, but I have to tell you, it is magnificent. Gentlemen, it has been an absolute delight. Thank you for the hospitality. Conducting our Cigar Oktoberfest tasting maneuvers, Joey Redner, Justin Clark. Gentlemen, you're great hosts, great friends, and uh, we appreciate everything. The beer is fantastic. All the details, Lieutenant CigarDave.com and CigarCityBrewing.com. Don't forget, Saturday, November 22nd, it is the event of the year. It is going to be the Cigar Dave Alpha Pleasure Fest at The Rock, Seminole Hard Rock Casino, Saturday, November 22nd, 10 a.m. to 3 p.m. You get six great cigars from Davidoff and Avo. You're going to get a huge all-you-can-eat uh, Alpha Buffet. Great desserts. You'll get special gifts, tastings of beer and tastings of whiskeys. All the details at CigarDave.com. Tickets $150, and they are going quick. Only limited to about, a, I'd say about uh, 150 more people, and then we're done. It's going to be a very limited event. So don't forget, check that out, CigarDave.com. Cigar Dave, the general saying, may your humidor always be full. May your cutter always be sharp. May your ash be extra, extra log. Semper Delictatio, always pleasure. So long from the Cigar City Brewery. Home of Cigar Oktoberfest Tasting Maneuvers.